There we go. All right, welcome to the Captain Lou podcast. Uh, for what it's worth, I'm your host, Captain Lou. Yes. And we got... Uh, uh, Luke here, sorry, I'm screen recording something for Lou because he doesn't get on TikTok or InstaSlam. I do get on TikTok. Oh yeah, but not InstaSlam. Uh, speaking of which, this is the week during which the uh, Congress has been displaying their... Um, their uh, mental acuity in regard to what they call the TikTok ban. Yeah. Uh, simultaneously, what was it, yesterday, day before, there was a terrible, terrible school shooting in yeah, Nashville, Tennessee. I watched the, did you watch the cop, the um, cam video? I actually cam? did watch the video, the, I watched the security cam footage okay. of yeah. the entry of the subject yeah. into the school property. I watched that. And at that point, I realized that I couldn't bear to watch much more. Not not right now. Yep. Not a good not a good day. Not a good time for mm. me. So, um, did you watch the body cam footage? I watched the body cam footage of two cops. It was yeah, I don't just need to see seriously that. not fun to watch. It's absolutely brutal. Well, this... I mean, it's not super gory or anything. It's just really, really sad. It's heartbreaking. Well, there's some very harsh realities at work among us. Some very high. Some very high consequence, um, long-term high consequence things going on. A society doesn't get to behave the way that this society has without these things eventually coming to roost. Yeah. Um, we, we are looking at the symptoms of fundamental depravity mm. in a society that we don't have a high capacity to to look at that and we it just people just aren't recognizing that the uh, doesn't matter where you are politically what what we're looking at is is degrees of fundamental deep depravity that mm. are desperate and um, the remedies <sighs> the TV is trying to sell us political remedies but that's just people getting power mm. that's mostly what they call in the biz demagoguery yeah uh people who are gonna they're gonna take everything from you promising you safety and security and they and uh both sides of the same bird are yeah. gonna flap the same way right. they're gonna take everything from you in fact you can see it you can see the same people that uh are like pro-gun and all that are trying to save you from i guess tiktok and then you start reading that bill yeah. You start reading the actual content of that legislation, and it's reprehensibly totalitarian and repressive. That that piece of legislation, I mean, believe me, it's always in good fashion to hate on TikTok for being garbage. Um, <laughs> but it has become where people are getting their news and where people are sharing ideas and things like that. Yeah. And, um, oh man, babies, bathwaters, they're all being thrown out. Yeah. And the same thing with the Second Amendment. Understanding the Declaration of Independence and the Second Amendment, seeing that this sets America apart from every European country in some fundamental ways because it reserves unto the population the capacity for regulating the central government mm. so the central government can't take away freedoms. But no, this is a people who crave to trade their freedoms for a false sense of security. And the bitter pill that there is no safety... There is no security. Life is risky and dangerous and savage and super high consequence. And one of the worst things that we can do is invest 
too much in what we've come to call safety. <laughs> yeah. Yammering on about how something is dangerous and destroying things like free speech and dr- destroying things like diversity of opinion. And, you know, because if, uh, if you attack, you can attack bad ideas with good ideas, but you can't attack having bad ideas. Because hmm. people have to be able to be wrong yeah. in order to discover what's right. Yeah. And if you take away people's right to be wrong, you take away the ability for society to learn the deeper things. I mean, there are smarter people who've said it better, but fuck them. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I was actually thinking about that in conjunction with uh, the quote-unquote cancel culture that people like to talk about because to some degree I've I personally find that cancel culture is a manifestation of the, the first amendment right the problem is we quickly move into this zone wherein you know quote-unquote cancel culture um, begins to impede people's ability to speak freely because now there is one set opinion based on some sort of like oh my gosh like really wishy-washy ethereal moral high s- ground you know let, let me say something <clears throat> go ahead the guy who fixes my car yeah i don't want him to lose his job because he has bad politics that's true now if he fixes my car and he comes out and he and he's trying to move on me politically with bad politics, I might take my business elsewhere. But if he just gets backed into a corner and he's like, says something that's, that's, you know, not, oh my gosh, becoming an ASE certified technician and working for years in the grease and the heat and the heavy lifting of being a mechanic. Why do we expect these people to be sociologists and political science majors? And I guess gender studies majors and things like that. Right. Oh, for crime any sake, if a guy comes out and it's like, there's a newspaper article that says, oh, that's and so AMCO transmission <laughs> specialist, he's, he's got politically bad views. Right. Um, yeah, because maybe the man is real studied in transmissions, but he's not real studied in, in political science. And maybe, maybe we, we is that really news? It is if your ideology is based on some sort of moral high ground, you know, like this, there's yeah, like well, a wave of postmodernism that... Yeah, well, is, cl- clean your room. <laughs> yeah, I know. Clean your oh, room. Oh, you want to change the world? Yeah, clean your room. Great. No, I agree. Great. Then start yeah. with you. Right. Start no. with... Yeah. And Absolutely. you know what? This this immediately slides off into a whole bunch of heavy, of lengthy yes. stuff, but it's not... It doesn't have to be so lengthy. Yeah. Is don't judge other people so much like like and you know i'm sitting here and i'm watching like the united states congress and they're all (laughs) about tiktok okay right which you know it it doesn't doesn't wouldn't surprise me if there were some some sinister elements to social media companies okay but they should have done facebook and twitter first did they not do? Well, I'll tell you what. They're roasting Matt Taibbi. Oh, the, oh, the IRS just ra- just visited Matt Taibbi in an obvious political intimidation. Really? Yes, because he's been publishing articles out of the Twitter file, which are the which are. The, it's interesting because it's an expose of paid cooperation between the f- the intelligence 
agencies of yeah. the United States government right. and the former heads of Twitter. Twitter and right. what that means is everything that they did right. is liable to the charge of election tampering and all manner of stuff because the FBI and the DOJ are not allowed to be in an information war against one candidate or for another. Yeah, that's that's they yeah, are not right. supposed to be partisan right. in their politics. Right. No matter how awful a, a candidate is, right. I mean, oi, 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 you got the, such a mess there. What was the Department of Government that was in contact with the heads of Twitter? FBI. <laughs> oh, my gosh, they were, dude. They were paying them. No! Well, any, Don't do any, that. Well, I, it's absolutely nuts what's being exposed there. So... Oh, great, Matt Taibbi, he's testifying before Congress, and the IRS visited him. Ah, crazy. At his door. These coincidences. You know, I got audited uh, two years in a row. Mm. We thought it would go three to five years, because mm -hmm. I had a small business, and they love to audit. And I had people in the industry who loved to report people. Jeez. They reported me to the cops and accused me of selling boards at skate parks. They wanted to put me on every radar they could. It was, and admitted it to my face. Yeah. That's so funny because when I got surrounded by all those guys and mm -hmm. that big assault happened. Yes. Um, they, they made up a story that I'd been smacked in the face. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, um, they made up a story that I was a, a snitch. Ah. At the same time. Ah. And they're the same same group of people who were just fine, yeah. like, filing an anonymous report to the IRS or sure. filing a, a report with the Delhi police that you were selling at a park, which you, which we weren't. Yeah, right. Um, and on and on. These these people's hypocrisy knows no bound. Yeah. And you were seeing the same in the political. It's all human nature. Yeah. It's all just human, human nature, nature playing yeah, out. 100%. And... Um, and we're, I, I just, it feels like we're on the edge of some heavy, co and I'll tell you, we started, uh, we started on a path in the late 60s. Mm -hmm. um, we started on a path when we started listening to people like Margaret Sanger. <laughs> and we began embracing eugenics. We began embracing postmodernism. Uh, sure. Foucault yeah. and Money and Kinsey. These are all names you all should know. Yeah. These are the sources of the bedrock of the way that you've been taught to think. If you're under 35, 40 years old, you've been taught by, by Money and Kinsey and Foucault and Sanger. You've been taught by these people how to think about so many things. Your teachers, my high school teachers in the 80s mm -hmm. were fervent disciples of post-modernity yeah. and relative morality right. and all these things. And um, now, trust me, I don't want to go back to the 60s or the 50s or sure. the 40s because yeah. those were the era of Jim Crow. Yeah, I'm not down for that. I mean, I'm no. not saying that America was all that great. No. Yeah. But... These ideas that presently are very mainstream mm -hmm. are actually in, they, they promise progress, yeah. but they are regressive, yeah. demonstrably regressive. Mm. And what's uh, interesting about it is um, turning back to the ancient ways mm. and looking to the stone from which we were hewn, yeah. looking to the Almighty, cracking the big book 
<laughs> not the Alcoholics Anonymous big book, <laughs> but the but the but the B-I-B-L-E. Yeah. Cracking that thing and digging around in there and checking for resonance. Yeah. Um, you're not gonna you're not gonna uh, you're not gonna hurt yourself. Yeah, I mean, even if you don't come out as a person who believes in an almighty creator, it's, it's, I mean, even just to look at it as a piece of history, you know, well-evidenced, one of the best historical documents that we have, I think the best historical document we have from this era, even as just a study of sociology or, you know, as a religious study, it would be a good good practice. Even if you just want to have a, <clears throat> a smart mind and understand the fundamental underpinnings of of the society that we live in, it, I'm going to say behooves. Yeah, go ahead, dude. I like I, that word. I don't like saying behooves. Why? Because it, it sounds like butt or something. You know what I like? I like saying erstwhile. Erstwhile. Also, I like saying um, notwithstanding. <laughs> notwithstanding. Yeah. Or betwixt. Um, also, uh, betwixt is a little, it's a little highbrow. Highbrow, it's a little highbrow. Um, there's another one. Um, yeah, appearances notwithstanding. That's <laughs> one of my favorites. Yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm actually a project manager and the production manager of the company. Yeah. Appearances notwithstanding. notwithstanding. Yeah, yes, I like dude. saying that's people. I keep on telling my bosses at work that I'm a PM of the people. <laughs> I'm like Robin Hood because I wear like you know like hoodies and double knees and like used vans, and they're like. You should really be more professional. Would I was like, I'm of the people. Would it kill you? Would it kill you to wear a proper pair of work <laughs> yeah. boots? Are you wearing work boots today? No. No. Nope. They're in my truck though. I wear work boots to work. They hurt my feet. My oh, bunion. that's not good. The my bunion. bunion. Dude, my bro, my bro. <laughs> I know. Do I have a I might have a bunion brace I can lend to you. Sick. I've been doing those exercises. Anyway, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. I have bunions. Bro. But they don't hurt. That's sick. I'm really happy. I'm really grateful I'm that really my happy. bunions don't hurt. Get the king toe. Yeah. Um, you get the get king the king toe, toe of the uh, Red Wings, much like the King Ranch. Um, yes. I'm a, I'm about to buy some more boots, but yeah, this big anyway, stuff is yeah. really happening. It's happening very fast, and right. people are not well paced to it. Yeah. We've been touching on similar dynamics in yeah. our discussions around skateboarding, its right. industry, its culture, because skateboarding's culture is a humanities culture. Yeah, um, we we are as skateboarders, we are. Uh, members of a coalescence of hedonists we've gathered around the cult of playing with the toy yeah and we've made it um many men we are the we are the children of those who made it serious hmm. and who failed really to make as much money as they could have <laughs> at so many points they're they're, yeah. they're all about money they're willing yeah. to market at the cost of human lives, yeah. maintaining cultural status quo through media and all of the Luciferian and, and drug-addled garbage that's pushed in skateboarding, um, they're willing to market on that. Um, and at the same time, for decades, those same, those same people were perfectly willing to push 50% of the population right out girls <laughs> gone you're done no right. problem right. so for money's sake they wouldn't stand up to the things the the ideas that killed our friends hmm. and then against a financial interest they wouldn't embrace doubling their market by right. embracing um females they finally got around that 
Then they pretended that they were never homophobic. We've never done that. They did. They're, they're yeah. presently pretending that skateboarding was never homophobic. Sure. Um, ridiculous. I can't believe, like, I'm sorry, guys. It's tough on my It's tough on my neck. Gave me whiplash by acting like skateboarding was so accepting. <laughs> right? But that's fine. I prefer, I prefer the acceptance that's in skateboarding now to the way it was before. Yeah. Once again, yeah. M- attribution to mostly Instagram. Sure. Um, but now, um, it looks like the, uh, the narrow bandwidth of safety and social justice is taking hold in skateboarding Mm. to where now skateboarding seems like it's, um, it's like, like getting political and it's, it's trying to eat the bread, uh, trying to butter the bread just on the one side of whatever the politics are when it should be saying, screw politics, let's skate yeah i know you know doesn't matter it doesn't matter where you're at politically we're playing with wooden toys finally you know but it looks like that's a thing now i'm noticing that actually distros and and brands are marketing on ideologies i got accused of being an ideologue one time (laughs) oh that's horrible i did how 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 could you did well a writer a writer for the for the ride channel like, no. Yeah, he put me on blast for being an ideologue because yes. I was asserting that all this brand bullying was complete garbage. And then I thought, you know something's wrong when being called an ideologue is like an argument. <laughs> yeah, you have because ideas. Because so. everyone operates by ideas. Right. So anyone who has integrity with a set of ideas is... An ideologue. An ideologue. Crazy dog. You know, anyone who puts words to ideas, because ideologue comes from the word idea. Yeah. And logos, which means words. Yeah. Words about ideas. So anyone who's talking about ideas is by by active participation an ideologue. <laughs> yeah. So how does calling someone an ideologue be some sort of nail in the coffin? Sure. And, you know, ghost and disappeared. Thank you. Thanks, B, for things like, by the way, this new Senate bill, I don't know what bill it is, but this this TikTok ban is going to make every single Wi-Fi, home Wi-Fi network, Mm -hmm. LAN, everything is going to be open territory for the government to see what you're doing. And if any of it connects to enemy states, and they have a list of them that can change at any time, if anything you do in the past, present... They can go back. They can say, these guys are now enemies of the state. Oh, you had doings. You were on their site doing this. And I'm like, oh, it's like, I'm going back to pen and paper. Instead of texting my friends, I'm just going to write down ideas I had for them and hand it to them. And hand it to them. Yeah. I was, yeah, hey. yeah. And then they can write down responses to my ideas. They can hand right. it back to me in a week and just slow everything down. Right. But that's, uh, it looks bad. I saw one of those... Uh, Little tiny, like, first-gen brick Nokia cell phones. Yes. Somebody was selling on Facebook Marketplace for, like, 25 bucks. I wish it would work. Well, dude, I just had this. He was like, I just replaced the battery. I was like, dude. Do they work? I'm going to get one of those. They don't work. And I'm going to turn off my phone because I need a smartphone for work. I'm going to just turn it off when I leave work. And I'm just going to have this Nokia phone, you know, like, and just slow it all way down. Like, Do they work? I'm sure they do. They probably work amazing. I, Our friend has a flip phone. He uses it every single day. It's the most... Honestly, if you think about it, if you slow it down for a second, mm-hmm. this guy has a flip phone. That means 
<clears throat> he can't listen to any music. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have access to any like Google Maps or anything. When he goes on a trip, he literally prints out or he's a savant, so he just memorizes the the route. The, the route. Mm-hmm. He has no idea what the weather's going to be like. And we had this big conversation about it because I was like, "You're the only person in my friend group I know who does this," and. It's fascinating because his argument is so solid. He was like, yeah, if I want to know what the weather is, I just look outside. You know, it's amazing. I, it's I, incredible, I, I honestly. Say, specifically on yeah. the weather issue, Yeah. Um, you're talking to a guy who, as a, as a motorcycler. Oh, it's helpful. Um, the, the, radar, yeah. the radar app. Right. I don't prefer riding in <clears throat> water. Uh, yeah. There are issues of traction. Right. There are issues of visibility yes. that directly play into, I'm not going to use the word safety. They, they, they play into, I'm going to instead categorize it under dangerability. <laughs> dangerability, which, which yes. is a better word. Yeah. Yes, I understand. The danger, because since everyone says, instead of saying the comfort of this thing, they say the comfortability. Oh my gosh. Now, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, stop. There's a movie, an old movie called Idiocracy that's <laughs> yeah. just coming true. Yeah. Like the cops yeah. are like the individual. They use it, oh, this individual, this individual. Yeah. Like it's there, like... Comfortability is not a word. Up is not a verb. Nuclear is not a word. You it know, is now. and all the way up to the president. You know, and right. um, I ha- I think that um, I I definitely am not welcome at a lot of tables just by dint. By dint. By dint. It behooves us to understand what the word dint. Means. Yes, it does behoove <laughs> us. Um, just because I I like to learn the words for things i don't even read that much bro yeah i don't even i don't read that much i think you're used to a lot though i did i used to read five books at a time wow dude i'd have five books going at a time and i'd be polishing them off but it's been been, it's been like 15 years since i was an avid reader yeah because and i read all day but now i consume my media mostly in the form of short form video right and longer form video. I right. don't listen to three hour podcasts. Right. I listen to clips. Yeah, you're I just you're a clipaholic, about, man. About about fifteen minutes is as long a thing as I want to listen to. I like I like I like listening to a whole deal. I like starting something and finishing it. It just feels good, man. Well I don't sit in one place for very long. That's my don't, my don't work, lie. like when I'm on a when when I'm on a um Oh, when you're on a job. When right? I'm on a job, yeah. I'm I'm you know Mostly just listening to one Coulter Wall album. <laughs> over and over and over. I'm yeah, learning it. so good, dude. I'm learning it. Yes. I want to be able to play so, it. Dude, me too. Yeah. 100%. I was just thinking about that because I've listened to a lot of like sermons or debates on YouTube, like to and from work or Those when I'm good. working out or like when I'm working, if I can ever get a chance or 800 people are not asking me different questions that all require 25% of my brain space. I'll throw on my headphones and just listen to something. And it's funny because... The work that I do, I can actually do while listening to consuming to something and actually listening because this is actually fascinating. I'm using the like part of my brain that sees shapes to do my work, mm-hmm. even when I read words. Now, if I have to type an email, I have to stop listening. But if I, I can read and I can do my work just doing it by shapes, mm-hmm. and then I'm listening to the verbal audio and I can consume it. And you can do, you can listen to a lot of stuff, dude. Yeah. Like it's a really effective way to learn and listen and, and, and take 
but it you, you there's a huge trade-off i think as well and i don't know necessarily i have yet in this particular moment i can't identify what the trade-off is but i know that they're there you know it's well reading slow. reading is is hard i'm older i'm 50 this may um old as dirt oh no not even near um <laughs> Like new dirt. I've only been around a little while, but 50, 50 is a, a big, a fairly large number of years. You're, you're two-thirds through it. If 75 is a reasonable. The uh, life expectancy has dropped. Like well, five years. Yeah, I think that's because of COVID, though. No. Is it? <laughs> yeah. I keep getting inundated with information from yeah. actual clinicians. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I like, uh, during COVID, I was such an idiot. Because I kept getting my information. I would actually go on the CDC and, and the Mayo Clinic, mm-hmm. and I would read the charts yeah. like an idiot. Look at the data. I would read and look at the data, and then I would think, okay, so out of 350 million Americans, okay, now let's divide it by age. How about age bracket? Oh, by age yeah. bracket, this is really different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I thought, oh, okay, well, how different is it? Oh, how, who's it different for? Yeah. Oh, so how would you approach that? And blah, blah, blah. So I was a complete idiot and a traitor and a terrible citizen. You might as well have been on January 6th, dog. Yeah, what's wrong with you? Oh, man? that whole thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. The, the further it goes, what are we? Has it been, What? how many years has it been? Dude, two? Like two or something? There are people who were jailed on misdemeanor charges. We're still being held. And there are even people who haven't been charged who are being held. Yikes. Still. Yikes. And I'm like, what? Okay, uh, that's bad. Yeah. We have citizenship, due process. We have human rights. Yeah. We have we have rights that are not granted by government. Yeah. They are recognized by our government. Mm. And they're just being completely trampled. I don't care. Um, charge them try them we have yeah, we have right. a right I, I which amendment is it fourth or 14th we have a right to a speedy trial let me look we have a right to a speedy trial in the united states and if they can't give you a speedy trial then they should drop the charges in america like that's constitution like 101 people don't even know this stuff this is bad um that's a sixth amendment Thank you, Luke. The rights of criminal defendants, including the rights to a public trial without unnecessary delay, the right to a lawyer, etc. That's the Miranda rights type deal, probably based upon the Sixth Amendment. It's kind of amazing, man. I uh, think the Miranda rights might be based in the Fourth Amendment. Okay. I only know the Fourth Amendment, so... I know the First Amendment and the Second Amendment. The Third Amendment, though, I don't know. I think it's not, not widely applicable. Are we going to do a whole series on these things? That would be fun. That would actually be really fun. The, the Miranda rights, the U.S. constitutional basis for them are in the Fifth Amendment and the Sixth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. Uh, the Fifth Amendment dealing with a person's right against self-incrimination. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah not right. incriminating myself. Yeah, so I have the, the right to remain silent. silent. Yes, which is yeah. crazy. Fifth am- What's the Third Amendment? Let me look, dude. Here, let's just do this. The, we know the first, the first Amendment is, uh, a, is a, a statement of rights... <clears throat> recognized as having been given by the Creator, by people who weren't Christians. Yes. These guys were not Christians. They were deists. They were Masons. But they they were men of some degree of reverence. Um, reverence is a very important, um, not just American, but it's a very important human virtue. Hmm. 
I think that this might be one of the casualties of this false enlightenment toward post-modernity and post-modernism that we are in since the 60s under Foucault and Money and Kinsey and Sanger that we, we have lost a sense of reverence for several areas of mystery. One mm. area of mystery is matrimony. Yeah. Monogamous matrimony as an institution proceeds from a, a sense of reverence for the importance of procreation, family, someone being there for you. Sure. When you're a baby, all the way until you're a grown-up. Hmm. And then you being there for someone all the way till they're a grown-up. And then you being there for someone when they are old and dying. Yeah. Changing those diapers when people are born and changing the diapers of the people who born you. Hmm. There's a reverence for that. It's an institution that virtuous people should hold in great respect because the consequences of the degradation of that institution are long-term disastrous. And we're in that disaster right now. Yeah. Uh, we, we're, we're touching on aspects of it. We're seeing it in this. We, we, there are people who are willing to talk about fatherlessness. Yeah. And we're willing to talk about deaths of despair. There was a whole documentary on deaths of despair. Oh, interesting. It's unseen. Um, drug, drug overdoses are now way up at the top of the cause of death in America. That sucks. Second cause of death, I think, this week. Wow. Yeah, the stats are astounding on drug overdose. And those are deaths of despair that are linked to lack of... And we also have lost reverence. Another crucial, crucial, not the only, these aren't the only two, but another crucial... Um, aspect of life for which we've lost the virtue of reverence is life itself. Hmm. We have we have a cultural shift toward I'll just say death. Okay. Um, you can see this shift in um, the reproductive rights movement. Yeah, sure. Uh, rooted in a good movement, which was the feminist movement, of the early feminist movement that um, women should be full citizens. Yeah. You know, all, right this. all right. this. Yeah, yeah, right. That's, sure. that's a good thing, I, I think. Sure. Um, there are arguments to be had, some very interesting arguments to be had, not anti-feminist arguments, but um, arguments about limiting principles in these movements are there limiting principles at what point does feminism become um anti-matrimonial does it become anti you know uh what's the word for the hatred of men oh uh, and and uh that um, that's gonna bother me yes uh, uh misogyny and misandry is that what it is misandry yes uh, yeah, misandry is the hatred. Yeah, misandry is, yeah. Uh, I think, uh, one way it's said. We sure. can say it however we want to. Nobody's going to go nuclear on us. <laughs> nuclear. Or up our stress levels about <laughs> Up it. our stress levels as a verb. <laughs> <laughs> up our stress levels, yes. But vocabulary and pronunciation yes. notwithstanding, it behooves us... <laughs> it behooves us... ...to consider the virtue of reverence in regard to matrimony, yeah. in regard to family... 
uh, reverence for motherhood, reverence mm. for homemaking. Now, it sounds like I'm going to hashtag trad wife this whole trad, thing. Trad life, right? Um, I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not sure that that fits with a proper Sigma male grind set. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. It's a Sigma male grind set. Dog. It's not. No. It's not. No, but, it's not. But these values are seen as traditional values, and I don't, I don't, I don't think that the word traditional ought to be automatically a pejorative yeah, term. Yeah, absolutely. That's not a bad word. That's yeah. not a. That's not a. Just because something's traditional doesn't make it bad. Sure. But there are some traditions that need to be modified. Yeah. Some need to be abandoned. Yeah. Absolutely. And every generation needs to assess how... Like, I'm glad that we don't have arranged marriages in the United States. Absolutely. But whether marriages are arranged or not, what there ought to be is there ought to be strong resistance to abusiveness in marriage. Yeah. Women and men abuse each other in marriage, and that it would be great if it never happened again. It won't never happen again until Shiloh returns, um, until until the end of the age. But while we are strapped with having been born without being asked in <laughs> yeah, you know, right. beforehand, nobody asked my opinion. Uh, nobody right. asked my opinion to my recollection whether yeah. I wanted to be born. Some right. people believe that you get to choose to be born or not. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I don't go in. I don't yeah. even know what to think right. about yeah. this. Yeah. I'm a Maybe. simple man. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. a simple man. Right. I just right. want to buy buy more buck knives. Where have all the normal people gone? Which uh, amendment did you want to know? Is it third, the fourth? The, the third. third. No soldier shall in time of peace. Quartering. In the house, yeah. Quartering. That's the yeah. one that I knew was not really... The, the funny thing about the Quartering Act is it establishes the boundary of a home hmm. as sacrosanct against federal encroachment. Sure. Um, that Quartering Act... Read the whole amendment. Sorry about Here that. Here we go. No, no, no. You're good. No Thanks. soldier shall in time of peace be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner nor in time of war but in a manner to be prescribed by law. So, and kind of leave and it that, open, right? No, no, that doesn't, because that law has mm -hmm. to pass through that democratic portion mm -hmm. of our constitutional republic, yeah. which is the legislature. Yeah. So because either a law has to be passed, it means that all of our, all of our representatives have to be on their necks on the chopping block at sure. election time if they tick off the electorate. Yeah, sure. By deciding on quartering. Right. How about these? Bro. Throwing knives. So sick. Can you use them? SOG throwing knives. SOG, SOG. SOG. These are throwable, but I won't. I'm not going to throw them. They're too shiny. Yeah, you're going to poke your eye out. I'm not that guy. They're sick, though, dude. I'm not that guy. There was a time when I was like probably 13 or 14, somebody got me some throwing knives, and I was like, trying to there's three of them there's three of them dude i play they, call of duty those things are sick they all come in this one sheath with yes. three slots just in case these my kids got me these for christmas i think uh not last year but the year before and i've got these i would never throw i just i don't i don't have any confidence that they would work i mean even if you hit somebody with the back of it or the side of it it would probably hurt i would annoy them to death <laughs> yeah you would annoy them <laughs> Stop, bro. Stop. <laughs> I'm trying to have a gunfight here. That hurt. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> that is I'm hilarious. Look at this throwing knife. <laughs> Let me see one of them bad Here, buddy. See all three? They don't yeah. even have... Yeah, there's no hilt. 
they're, they're wrapped. They've got a handle on them. Look I want to look at the way they beveled the tip. That's actually kind of sick. The tip is the tip has got a, an extra angle on it. For That's actually cool. Extra piercing piercingness. If we were uh, bachelors, we'd throw them against the wall right now. Ah, uh, yes. My dear wife. Hashtag not worth it. <laughs> well, I mean, I have to re drywall a whole wall downstairs because for like a summer, yeah. me and my kids threw throwing stars in the drywall in the meeting room. So sick. Oh, I know of it. Too. And then we had airsoft bullets everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. So we just airsoft battled. She would like go on a trip for yeah. work and she'd come back and there was just airsoft. And, uh, and dude, you know what? Yeah. She was cool. Yeah, dude. That's because your lady be sick, dude. She's a good one. That's so funny. I remember like two weeks ago or a month ago, I was like, I, guys, I, you've told me that story before. And I was like, dude, you remember when I first lived here, the airsoft bullets, it was, it was probably 10 years in the past then. And I was like, they were everywhere still. And they've kind of like begun to disappear because of yeah. vacuum and sweeping. And yep. like a month ago, I was like, you remember when we used to find those everywhere? And I and just we, looked down and, and there was them. one, dude. <laughs> was so that was like 2007 <laughs> through 2009. <laughs> the glory that we were days. doing that. They were, yeah. they were good years. That's so funny. That's when I was taking like three trips a winter down to yes. down south to, to just ride skateboards. And, yes. and uh, Market Craft made skateboards to yeah. skate shops. It was still skate sure. shops back then. Right. Uh, no, it, actually, I hadn't. I didn't produce my first craft-made skateboards until uh, late 2010. So that that was in yeah. 2007 through nine, and then I made skateboards, and then I was making from 2012 through 2015. I guess three years. I made 25 trips in four years. Yeah, I think. Sure. Maybe. No, because I took my first trip to Savannah in 2008. Savannah? Yeah. I did. I took my first trip down there in 2008. Bro, that was so long ago. I did. 12 years, 15 years ago. Joe, Joe B., he put me up. He he hospitalized me. He hospitalized Hospitalized. Me. He hospitalized <laughs> me. Right. He uh, hospitalized you I, I didn't, uh, I, I didn't uh, stay in touch with Joe. He's a good guy. Sweet guy. And we had a rider down there named... Clinton. Oh my gosh, Larry! I'm just gonna name off names until you say yes. He was Jacob. a he was a bull rider, a Georgia bull rider guy. Good dude, Randy. sweet guy. Now, Roy. It's so sad. I'm sorry. I don't remember your names, guys. It's been so long, and I I moved into different zones of attention. Um, <laughs> that's just a fact. Different zones of attention. It happens. I'm a heartless man. I think. Oh my gosh, dude. It's, yes. it's fine. So heartless. Y'all can say what you need to. Uh-huh. I'm worse than that. <laughs> yeah, if you only knew. Yeah, if, if you, you only, only knew. knew. That's so funny. I remember up here when they accused me of being a Christian, and I was like, I wish. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Please let it be true. Yeah, so, so, yeah, go ahead. so we've go got ahead. these amendments of the Constitution. We've got a Declaration of Independence that really, really uh, establishes a lot of good, good thinking. Yeah. We've got... Federalist papers that were written in correspondence form, debating a highly centralized government form that we wound up settling with, whether to have a federal government at all. all, sure, right. Yeah. Um, Or just to have decentralized state governments. Yeah, which would have been interesting. Uh, Would have been a disaster, by my opinion. I tend to agree with, uh, I don't know. John, I don't know. Was it John Adams, Alexander I thought, Hamilton? I thought it was I, Hamilton versus, and he was writing to Thomas Paine or something. Jefferson? I don't know. I can't remember. Jefferson dude, was a, we he suck. was a land surveyor. Yeah, I know. 
We suck. I know, dude. Um, I know. We're the worst. Hey, remember, dear listener. <laughs> this is on uh, you. <laughs> this is on you. But this was also brought to you by Life Skateboards. They're the skateboards we ride. And it turns out Life Skateboards has been ponying up and helping to support the podcast. Uh, we are stunned at having an actual podcast sponsor in Life Skateboards. We would have done this for free. Yes. Um, the boards are not only good enough to ride, they are... I really like them. Good enough to buy, even. I really like them. Yeah. They are expensive. Well, good, It's a hundred bucks a plank. May, may, dude, I don't know. I think he's probably charging the right price. I, uh, I, come on, dude. I, th I think that um, having made skateboards myself for so long... I, By the way, I charged 95 bucks shipped. That was um, before the pandemic. And that was before pandemic. all of the... It was before all the pandemic stuff, but yeah. I know they're shipping out at about 125 I know they did have one customer who got real real persnickety um in the last few months but i i beg to differ with this customer's perspective and i'm not afraid to say so publicly i would love to take on that actual thread if we could sanitize it i know and actually bring that thread into light yeah um i feel maybe bad i don't know oh i don't you, you don't want to put the guy on blast or anything i know no not like at all no name, but the but ideas i'd like yeah. to we could rephrase it and we could bring the structure it's it was a great discussion yeah and um, Sam at Life Skateboards is not going to do everything perfectly. It's not like everything about that discussion was like done exactly the way that I think it ought to be done. Yeah. It turns out the way I think things ought to be done isn't the only way that they're going to get done. <laughs> Insane. And when you've got someone who's getting it done at all, that's remarkable. Yeah, there's Since, a lot to be said about that. Yeah. So Life Skateboards makes killer decks. I've got two of mine over here. Plus, down. I've got a... No, those are both... This one's an old fickle board. The one behind it is a life prototype that we made, the that uh, I shaped the aggro. And yes. then up here, you've got... That's my favorite board up there. I've got one of them set up here with nary a scratch on it almost. Nary a scratch. I don't know. I think I got, I've got one session on this board. I was thinking about our last podcast. You were talking about always having extra gear, and it was so funny because I've... Dude, just being with you so long, you know, like... You're just always the guy with the stuff. You got like extras of everything. It's badass. I'm the I'm very similar. I like my truck is full of tools and all kinds of stuff. And yep. you almost never need them until you do, and then you're so happy you have them. Oh my gosh. You're so happy you have them. You break down in the jack. Stop. The jack that that's for your truck is like not working. I had, I got a tire blowout on the highway. Yeah. I pulled off. And the jack that came with that was a Ford. Mm-hmm. And I was lifting up the truck. Yeah. And the jack just bent. Bro. It was just. You're like, no. It was it was a, an expedition. It was too heavy for the jack that came with it. The jack was too light for the Yeah, for it the just expedition. wasn't going to do it, yeah. That was the worst. And Dude. I had to wait for a tow. Yeah. Instead of putting the spare on. And you're That's like bitter. so close. Yeah, so far. Dude, I think I have enough stuff in my truck right now. I could pull my transmission completely out of my truck and out and be done. Yeah. You know, like. I have enough tools in my truck to perform all the basic services on a Harley Davidson and more. And, and more. I think I could. I think I could do a top end uh, with the tools in my truck. Yeah, I do. I think That's I could sick, do a, a top end rebuild with just what I put in my truck. It's so funny, like how that it translates to, like you know, the, the, your attitudes when you were a kid. But it, it also kind of morphs. You know, like it makes me so happy. That kind of stuff makes me really happy. You feel really secure. Maybe it's just because life's been hard, you know. Dude, you know how I've been having such a hard time with this suburban? 
Yeah. Oh, I do. I've been having trouble with the transmission. Yeah. You know, the uh, torque converter is a heavy-duty torque converter. It's not behaving right. Mm. Um, The fluid is cooked, uh, but not brown. Yeah. It's... uh, it lost its red. It's kind of, it's not brown yet, but sure. it's cooking. Yeah. Smells cooked. Um, yesterday I was driving it for work, doing roofs mm-hmm. with a Suburban. Yeah. Not terrible, but not great because I can't get sheet lumber. Yeah. But yesterday's roof was stick lumber. Stick lumber I can do. I can do up to 12 footers. What? Yeah. Did if I do diagonal from all the way in the what? front back to all the way in the front, sick. eight foot fits easy, 10 foot fits yeah. easy. I, I can put 10 foot in straight yes. on the passenger side. Yes, you can. Up yeah, to yeah, the, yeah, yeah. it doesn't even reach the windshield. That's 10 amazing. Foot sticks. It's so sick. So I'm like, I got this great vehicle that works with stick lumber, not sheet. Yep. And then I have another great vehicle that the company is buying. It's already set aside. It's a, uh, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a great truck. It is. And it looks like in April that I'll get a halt on that. And when that, when that lands, I'm going to take my, but I was at Home Depot yesterday mm-hmm. and a young man was pushing all the carts and stuff. He was, he was doing grunt labor. Yeah. And, uh, I saw him while I was in there getting, um, mortar repair. Okay. For sealing the chimney flashing. Yes. And, uh, I got out in the parking lot he says, excuse me, sir. He says, I love your Suburban. Uh-huh. He's like, all, all I see, all of my see are all rusted out, but yours is in great shape. Because mine sick. was kept in Texas. Yes. It's a two-owner, previous. Yeah. We should be fluid filming it. Go ahead. And um, <clears throat> so I cried. You cried? I, cr- I didn't cry, but I was like, like I was touched, like, you know, maybe. touched. Yeah, maybe <laughs> it'll be worth it to keep this thing going. 100%. Also, I checked my oil the other day. Yeah. That oil ain't low. It's fine. That thing's not dude. using oil. It yeah. does not have a head gasket leak. No. And that I don't thing think, is... I don't think the tick is from the motor. No, it sounds it's like it's fine. in some bearing on something in yeah. my serpentine. It's got a new alternator. It doesn't have a new... They didn't replace the water pump. I told them to replace the water pump. <laughs> like, I'll pay you money. I told do them. It. When they were replacing the yeah. radiator yeah. and the transmission yeah. after it was a mixer, I said, replace the water pump. I'll yeah. pay. I yeah. even had one. Sure. And they didn't do it. Those I can't believe there. they didn't do that. Now that now when it's time for a water pump, I'm gonna have to do it bent over the put But at least it's on the front. It's yeah. an old GM and it's on the front. There's room. It's fine, dude. It's and fine. That stuff's fine. I have an extra radiator for it too. I actually do. When I when I pulled off my like timing cover piece on my truck, mm-hmm. the um what do you even call it? The spindle. That's not the spindle. It's the actual fan blade that the water pump uses to push water. There's a name for it. Um, like a turbine, essentially, type deal. Yes. Um, I could see where it had been rubbing against the front of the time, the cover. So it's missing a spacer. Yeah. It's missing a spacer. And I'm going to tell you what I did. And I don't I don't stand by this. But I just, I just put it back in. <laughs> I've been so broken, dude. Because it it had lapped in. Yeah, it's fine. It had had lapped in for a superior fit. Yes, it was self-seating, right? I was fine with it. It's self-seating, and I'm not bothered by it. No, it it, it arrived at spec. Yeah, it's fine. It arrived at spec. (laughs) Through a process of custom lapping, it machined itself itself into spec. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, that was, was beautiful. The, the key is it was rubbing. Not that, it was also self-lubricating because all of that <laughs> that pulverized metal yes. serves as like a graphite-style yes, lubricant. Exactly, dude. Exactly. I, you know, I'm so glad we're on the same page. Follow me for this. more recipes. <laughs> yeah. You know, it would be amazing to have a TikTok channel like, and all your automotive. It was an automotive advice, but yeah. it's all like the worst advice. It'd be called. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, so we've we've got we've got some heavy thinking to do uh, in terms of being people. Things are getting things are out of control. We've had uh, the last like four. You know, used to think like when there was a school shooting, mm-hmm. you'd think, oh, this is rednecks. Mm-hmm. You know, this is um, this is like uh, you know, like Call of Duty kids, which that doesn't actually pan out. Yeah. Uh, I noticed that they've they've said that doesn't pan out. I haven't gone on the uh, Mayo Clinic website yet, but you know I'm not ever going on the I'm not ever going to do my own research again because it got me like canceled from my own family. Um, <laughs> like, where does your loyalty lie? Thank do you. what your overlords tell you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, right? And uh, take this soma. I couldn't believe how many punk rock people were so down to take the soma. Yeah, I know. I couldn't believe it. All these people who like, like supposed to be independent thinkers and stuff, were just like, "Wow, like wow!" I would never do what CNN or Fox News tell me to do yeah. without first soaking up a bunch of in, in information. Yeah. You know. Well, it turns we, out it's a tremendous amount of work, and the cost that must be paid. It's very, very high sometimes. I mean, the movies, Hollywood lied, you know. They they really glorify this, like, these, like, heroes. And they and it's for a reason. It's because we are really enamored with the hero, hero's journey. And it's good. It's yeah, but right. we're supposed to be living it ourselves. Yeah, but ain't nobody, everybody thinks Frodo's sick and Sam is sick for walking in Mordor. But ain't nobody want to be sitting in some cave eating lambness bread with a guy who's going to stab you in the back in the end. You know what I mean? And in the end, Frodo was totally going to take the ring. He totally was going to pocket that shit and move on with his life. You know what I mean? This is us, baby. Ain't, you know, like, so funny. just no heroes. Like, well, you know, so tremendously I, think, difficult. I think that it's time in our journey of a podcast to address a kind of thinking. Yeah. This kind of thinking, we've been dancing around the edges of this, and I've mm-hmm. never called it this out loud, mm. but the kind of thinking, it's hard for people to hear this because yeah. um, this word doesn't necessarily, but it's institutionalized thinking. Okay. All right. I thought you so, could use moist or something. No. No. <laughs> it's moist no. thinking. <laughs> um, it's, it's actually low humidity thinking. It's low humidity. Um, institutionalized thinking is yeah. that kind of thinking where... A person passively participates in a thought construct mm-hmm. that they've they've acquired through just completely external, you know, it's just been pressed yeah. on them by their sure. environment, right? Without questioning the actual nuts and bolts and mechanics of how life goes. Now, the problem with non-institutional thinking yeah. is it's dangerous. Yeah, it is dangerous. It's right. a higher danger type of life like imagine a guy like in farming who comes up with a great invention and he loses an entire crop year because it had a flaw 
and yeah. it ruins him. And you're talking about starving in the winter. You know, that's a non-institutional thinker. He doesn't just do it the way it's always been done. Right. He does it a new way trying to do... And the guys who've done, like, almost all of the great inventions have been non-institutional thinkers. Yeah. And they almost all of them drank the bitter cup of failure. And many people died unknown. Yep. Failures lifelong. And others picked up where they left off and made amazing things, yep. you know? Right. And... You know, you, you, and, and it, so, so institutional thinking is safe. It's warm. It's yeah. familiar. You're used to the smell, but right. it's like a bathtub full of feces. Yeah. You've got it, it to, can be, yeah. you've got to, appro- well, there's a degree to which people will and won't, should, and, well, should and shouldn't, yeah. appropriate their worldview for themselves. Yeah. Rumspringa. Yeah. I, it's <laughs> difficult. It's difficult because, I think that in order to be a non-institutionalized thinker, you have to have a, a base to come off of. You have to have a worldview and a moral framework. And I think that's, that's a tremendously difficult task to figure out, well, what do I believe and what is okay. right and wrong in my so mind, you know? Let's readdress that. Go ahead. I like it. Yeah. But, like, let's talk about something. Everyone has... Yeah. A moral framework. Everyone yeah. has a worldview. But the right. thing you just said was, it takes a lot of work to figure out what mine even is. Yes, exactly. Much less right. improve it. I develop know. it. I, know. I think developing is maybe a better way to say it than improving. Because so much of... Like, we'll... Many people shy away from being learners. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't agree with that yeah that is a point of contention i contend to my generation that we ought to be learners yeah and but the problem with being a learner for example we just went through the pandemic which thanks be to god was not the killing flu that it could have been i'm so grateful for that me too um it was devastating among the elderly devastating absolutely especially when um, they were grouped together and put together by the government into facilities where the sick were housed with the well. That was an on-purpose thing it caused. Um, at least 18,000 deaths just in New York. Yeah. That was a terrible mistake. Sure. Um, largely brought upon us by politicians that we wished we could have trusted, right? Sure. Um the pandemic was interesting because um, in during the pandemic, we saw the vilification of people who were saying, stop, wait, let's think about this. Let's get more data. Yeah. Um, and I understand the reasons they were vilified was they were they were held up as if they were in the way of progress or in the way of. Sure. You know, and. We had spokespeople on the TV telling us that they were terrible people, even though they were the most, they were the most credible sources yep. in that field. Right. Their testimony before Congress was removed from YouTube, and anyone who shared it or anything got their social media shut down. Literally, yeah. And that, to me, that was that was to me when, as I'm a person, when I see that happening, yeah. I immediately think. Oh, I want to know what those guys had to say. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't think that the powers that be right. are 
um, automatically reliable just because right. they're powerful. Or automatically benevolent, yeah. Sure. Right. I mean, but I mean, even if they are benevolent, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they mean well. Well, people who, people who mean well make terrible mistakes. Absolutely. Look at the people who meant well that released that... Um, that powdered radioactive stuff over Philadelphia neighborhoods back in the day. Remember that experiment? <laughs> yeah, they, I'm sure they meant well by peppering yeah. the ghetto with, like, plutonium. Remember uh, that? I've heard about that. That's real. Yeah, it sucks. Um, or, the, the, um, or on purpose, you know, they were, they were all very helpful and really had good intentions when they um, were on purpose giving poor communities syphilis trying to find a cure for syphilis. I mean, that was a that was all well-intentioned, but in retrospect, I find some flaws in those approaches. Yeah. It's the same government that did stuff like that. Right. I mean, it's not like they were taking blankets that were infected with smallpox and giving them to people who had never built an immunity to it. I mean, it's that the, would, the, they would never they do would that. Never do that. Never do That's that. not yeah, the that way that completely... government behaved just a few years before they did the, the powdered radioactive over Philadelphia experiment. Because that would be completely egregious in every way. Right. I mean, repulsive. the same benevolent government dropped a bomb on a Philadelphia row house because black people were arming themselves against uh, opposition, you know, against oppression. Right. Right. Um, you know, and, and it was the NRA got created because the Black Panthers were, the government was trying to outlaw guns from the Black Panthers, you oh, know, yeah. which was a benevolent disposition. 100%. I agree Protecting all of us. So since, since, the, since having an institutional power, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, always produces safe, effective things that prevent transmission and yeah. reduce death and you know since that's always the case and we could know that beforehand right it's a it's an act of social yeah treason <laughs> dissent diversity of opinion yeah diversity of learning process sure. that nobody has time for yeah and um i was heartbroken to find out that don lemon and chris cuomo um, did not they lost all respect for me because I was interested in more data and I was interested in the data of the people who up to that point had been the experts, but now they were kicked out of everywhere. Yeah. That made me want to learn more. So I started learning more and I took into consideration the statistical analysis of my actual risk mm. and began learning more. And of course, I was greatly confused and led into all manner of error by my own doctor and other terrible sources that confirmed, you know, and um, I lost out on an opportunity to join many of my friends who had neurological and cardiac issues after they uh, followed the route that was safe and effective and prevented transmission and lessened symptoms and lowered death rates, you know, and like... And, and that's just one arena in which non-institutional thinking... Now, right. here's the problem. I could have been dead wrong. Yeah, sure. And I could have died. Yeah. And I knew that then. Sure. I knew that I, I, I'm probably wrong, but I just don't do things because I'm told to. Right. Without first learning more about it. Yeah, sure. I want to learn a lot. Right. I probably did a full college semester or a full college year worth of reading, listening, comparing, and discussion right. about these things. Sure. In, I mean, it was 
Yeah. It was for real. No, for sure. Because yeah. it's important. Yeah. It's really important. It's your health. Yeah. You know? Right. People don't act like that. No. And I, and I found myself, um, I found myself like, because I approached my, because I, because I approach my life this way, I find myself, um, consistently less welcomed in many circles. And that's sad because I see tremendous value in learning from people, especially people who don't agree with me, but I despair a lot of times that I will be able to have a productive discussion when people are saying that people like me should be eliminated or that they hope that we die yeah. or like that. Right. And I get called anti this. I get called anti that when right. I'm really, I'm just, I just want, I want to, I, w- I want to, to, uh, explore. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can know. Yeah. I just want to exercise my right to explore things and decide for myself right whether to do something or not do something yeah and um, it looks like we're speeding toward the that not being a mainstream sentiment yeah absolutely absolutely yeah yep i i'm again I, i've said this multiple times but i'm gonna say it again i just I, I am empathetic towards people who find this to be tremendously difficult because I find it to be tremendously difficult. It is. Because even inside of the conversation revolving around COVID, I was struggling to find any information that I felt didn't completely contradict the thing I just saw and I felt to be actually reliable. And I, yeah. I probably listened to 60 hours worth of Oh yeah, material of people talking about this on both sides, trying mm-hmm. to figure out what the crap is going on, and that was over the course of probably a year. So to really have the amount of time that yeah. it would take yeah. to have a a complex and nuanced take on these things, it's all it's broaches upon the impossible, especially for people who have full time jobs and spouses and kids and you know all that jazz. Which yeah. is the reason that we're supposed to have experts who help us understand these things but i mean especially again especially revolving in the the pandemic conversation you had experts on either side who were saying almost completely contradictory things based upon the same set of evidences you know know what what i mean you know what that drove me to do Hmm. i said uh okay well one thing i did was i went in the cdc information and i looked at everything that had been said about uh about um, coronaviruses sure. up to that point. Mm-hmm. And I learned from Dr. Fauci mm-hmm. that if you've had a disease, yeah. your natural immunity is typically superior to a vaccine. Sure, which makes sense. This has been, and then I confirmed with my doctor mm-hmm. and through other medical professionals right. who I know, right, and through sources like... Um, I watched as Dr. Malone and Dr. McCullough were erased, but they were the foremost. Now, Malone is an RNA guy. So until, yeah. when the vaccine came sure. around, Malone got, got railroaded. I watched as the head of the CDC stepped down. And the former, the former CDC director mm-hmm. came forward and said, this is not the way vaccines were. So I was coming in with some, some knowledge. Yeah. And I, I watched as also I saw flip-flopping happen, happening in the public advice. And I realized we were being handled 
sure. as a people. Yeah. Um, it appeared at one point that they just didn't want people to buy all the masks. And then yeah. I, I thought, okay, well, they're handling us, so right. I want to get information beyond handling. So when I saw contradictory perspectives, like I knew people who were like super anti whatever they were saying to do. I mm-hmm. don't like that either. Yeah, no, me neither. Um, I want information, not positions. I don't want to yeah. be... See, that's institutionalized thinking is you take your your spoon-fed some position and then right. you identify yourself by that position and it, it gives way to tribal divisions yeah, right. between people. Right. But non-institutional thinking, you know, a person who is really appropriating a topic for themselves... They, they'll find it very difficult to be tribally identified. Right. They'll, they'll be like, well, they're a mess. I'm a mess. Right. Because the reality of it is I don't really feel that I have, like, a really great position on any of this stuff. Right. Um, Which I think is a, is a manifestation of being a person who actually is interested in information and in what I would call the truth, because very often the truth is way more nuanced and way, way more complicated than anybody would ever want to imagine it to be, you know, especially when it comes to, to very, very, very like high level medical advice. Oh yeah. And thing. You know, like you well, have to understand humbling. how, like how it's, does even a gene work? You know what I mean? How well, does our, how does the body's immune system work? It's been 15 years what, since I was in elementary school. And right. This, you know, like, I knew, I knew about lymphocytes, yeah, right? I sure. knew about lymphocytes. I knew about T lymphocytes. Yeah. But I didn't know about B cells. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know about, um, that the, your body produces antibodies i knew that right but i didn't know that after your body is done with that infection it stops producing the antibodies and stores the vocabulary of that immunity Mm -hmm. in your bone marrow and probably somewhere else right in these b cells and there's another kind of cell and i learned about this i was like oh so my body my body can get a disease and then it goes, it remembers that disease, but it does more than remember the disease. It also understands diseases like that one. So it'll draw, it'll yeah. draw on two or three different sure. experiences that it's had right. and go, well, let's throw these two at it. We can knock it out 60% and then the, then the lymphocytes can gobble it up. And right. I don't know, you know, the, but the big gobble after the antibodies break the thing and, you know, drag it down then the big gobblers come out and yeah. they gobble it up. And that's right. what pus is made of is yeah. dead big gobblers. Once they <laughs> gobble it. Dead big gobblers. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're sure. white blood cells. Yeah, that's yeah. why pus is that tan color yeah. or Ugh. pink or however, whatever you got going on. <laughs> Get a doctor. That, you should get that looked at. See a doctor, my <laughs> really, friend. That looks bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See a dermatologist, my dude. Yeah. Well, let me know if it has red streaks headed toward your core. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, mayday, mayday. So, because that's yeah. So, I mean, so I was like, yeah, you know, yeah. I learned. I was, I was brushing up on my, on my high school understanding in my college classes I took on biology. Yeah. And I was learning that, like, reliably. And I, I caught the thing right away. I was sick in March of 2020. Did you take a positive test? I know. We don't even have, have them. They didn't even have them. But it was right. obvious that yeah. that's what it was. Right. Two ways. The first reason it was obvious was because um, it fit the symptom profile perfectly. Yeah. All right. The second reason that I know that it was it mm-hmm. is because subsequent to that first infection, mm-hmm. I was helping people who had COVID directly yeah. in contact with them. Yeah. Um, I counted eight 
times in the next six to nine months sure where i was obviously in the room in close contact with covid sufferers yeah and i suffered no ill effects at all and that's that is a field test for immunity yeah so you know medicine is not just double double blind trials right yeah, yeah. Um, real double medicine is done in the field yes. and field me- that's the other thing yeah. i saw right away all of a sudden the field of medicine in america right um, instead of a risk benefit analysis they were like everything has to be double blind trials right. peer reviewed well peer review is a very long process and that's not how real medicine works if they take a heart medicine and it works to make sure you can reproduce well, they're going to give it to you to reproduce well, and that's how sure. we got Viagra, you know. <laughs> yeah. And right. And that's um, what do they call it? off off label? Sure. Prescribing off yeah, label right. has always been done in the risk benefit analysis that right. the front line doctor or the family doctor or the, and you know what that's not allowed anymore. Yeah, it's, that's why you had chloroquine drugs and you had ivermectin and you had yeah. these other drugs and ivermectin is 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 de- demonstrably one of the safest drugs that's ever been pr- prescribed. Right, in our opinion. No. Like, demonstrably. I just did that for the algorithm. Yep, no, it's fine. It's it's it's, it's so right. trying ivermectin yeah. should not have been a big deal. Yeah, the least it's going to do is just kill all the bugs in your colon. You know what I thought? <laughs> you know, you after, I looked, after I looked into that, and yeah. I spoke with my doctor, and I spoke with a nurse practitioner who, that's not a doctor, but that's, right. ver- that's a prescriber. Um, I came away with the impression that it seemed like it was a possibility that they just didn't want the emergency use authorization. Also, that the, the trip follow the money. I yeah. followed the money and I lost all confidence. Once I followed the money, I yeah. lost confidence in taking things at face value from right. the powers that be. And I went, I went that direction. That's non-institutionalized thinking. Yeah. Now, at the same time, there were people who wanted to say, oh, yeah, you're my brother because I was anti this or anti right. that. But I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't. You just wanted information to make an I informed was just, decision. I was just trying to, and I could have been wrong at yeah. the cost of my own life right. the entire time. Or perhaps the life of others, yeah. And the next pandemic that comes around, maybe the federal government and all of those guys that stand up in front of the TV will be saying exactly what we need to do, and, right. I'll have, and I'll need to follow, and I need to come into it open-minded again. Right. Even though I did lose confidence in them through the COVID experience, right. I might need to take serious, just as seriously next time, the things they say. I, I, it's yeah. funny. I really am hearing and agree with your perspective on this. I'm, I do, I am empathetic towards the, what a difficult situation it would have been to be a, a health advisor during that time because I think in the beginning there was a huge question whether or not this would be an absolute, totally destructive killing flu in Absolutely, which dude. people are dying in their houses and yep. it's full-on Armageddon. And so people gnarly. did die. Yeah, and it's absolutely people savage. Were dying. It's really sad. Yeah. And we sh- I, I think that care, you know, taking care to get information and, and being careful and kind of leaning in such a way that you're going to take care of other people and yourself, that was really smart and wise. But I didn't understand in the beginning. As mm-hmm. soon as I knew there was a killing flu coming out, I knew yeah. two things that I needed to focus on. Yeah. I needed to focus on getting in the sun, make sure vitamin D. These yeah. are the things that really work. Yeah. Sun, vitamin D, and um, exercise. Yeah, absolutely. These are things, right. and I didn't understand, I didn't understand why um, those weren't, like, and diet. Yeah. Good diet, like right. good nutrition, good exercise, right. plenty of sun, vitamin D. Right. And then the whole, whether it could be spread outdoors, a respiratory virus doesn't tend 
to spread in outdoor conditions. Yeah. That is a, that's a long known, like almost fact. Right. That you've got to work pretty hard to catch a flu outdoors. Yeah. Um, that's why winter times when people are indoors, the flu spreads right. so much. This is yeah, yeah. always, I've known this since I was young. Right. And so you, and then the risk to children, we knew immediately that children were not at risk. Praise God. You know, I was so happy about yeah, that. Me too, dude. You don't want me kids too. to be, and the elderly were at high risk yep. and they're actually at low risk from vaccine, um, adverse effects in terms of a risk benefit risk sure, benefit, benefit analysis, analysis right, based on vaccinate age, yeah. the elderly 100 percent experimental cool. let's try it yeah absolutely you know? yeah i'm super down um, that makes sense yeah and i was gung-ho I, I, as soon as i heard they were working on a vax i'm like give it to the old people first every yes. old person man vaccinate those guys right. yeah and and uh i still don't think that the vaccine is is very dangerous uh, yeah except that i know five people who had extremely bad reactions to the vaccine yeah. with long-term complications that their doctors said were from the vaccine. And I, I don't know what to think about that because that's illegal to say. Like, you'll get kicked out of everywhere if, if you even point out that stuff yeah. or you'll get labeled as a, as a this or a that. I right. had family members, I had family members that... Like they got to you, you know, and right. like that. And I'm like, that's the opposite of anyone getting to you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, what you, it's funny. So it's interesting that we're talking about COVID in conjunction with inst- institutionalized thinking, because in the beginning I was super pro let's keep people safe, man. Heck yeah. I'll stay indoors. This isn't a big I did deal. That. You know, I'm Heck not yeah. bothered at all. Like this was not, Heck I didn't yeah. feel like it was this big deal because I didn't know what we were doing. Right. I didn't know what it was. So I wanted to gain information and, I had a friend, and dude, he, from the get-go, from the minute it hit the TV, he was just like, no, this is total bullshit, like 100%. And we really disagreed. We we battled about it. Tell it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I'll tell you what I didn't agree with those people on. Yeah. Like, I had those people in yeah. my life, too. Yeah. Their process. That's what I was trying to communicate yeah. to this person who yeah. I hold just in the highest regard. And it's funny because... So as I was trying to figure out what was going on with COVID, I was also dealing with my own institutionalized thinking. And it's a scary place to be to feel like, okay, oh, geez, I'm going to have to start making decisions for myself based on information that I'm getting. And then something interesting happened. I went to see a cardiologist because I have an underlying heart condition that I hadn't had dealt with. And I figured I'm an adult now. I might as well deal with it. So I went to see this guy. This story, this story hit me at a time. Dude. This hit me hard because I was in the middle of trying to figure out what I even thought about all this stuff. Yeah, he said something so wild to me. It made me sick to my stomach. He said to me, he said, listen, well, first of all, we came and everybody had to wear a mask. I don't think that maybe my wife and I had taken ours off or something. Or No, he came in. We all had masks on. He said, "Are you, have you guys been vaccinated? And we said, no. And he said, oh, do you mind if I take my mask off? And we said, yes. So we all took our mask off because that's just where we were at then. And he opened up to us and told us that he said two things. He said, first of all, he said, everybody in my friend group who's a doctor knows exactly what's going on. This has all been about money from the very beginning. That's what he told us. And he also told us that his board that approves somebody being a cardiologist or not being a cardiologist had told him that if they caught anybody posting on social media, anything anti whatever the mainstream idea was, that they would lose their cardiology license straight up. They would just take it from them. 
and it made me so I. Yep. It was so mind blowing to me. I, it was such a dark, dark thing, you know. I'm, and it really made because, me distrust what was going on. Yeah. It was like nine one one. I was like, holy shit, this, you know, mayday, mayday, mayday. This is yep. not good. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, you know, that was only one person, but I'd heard other narratives that, you know, had matched that, and uh, I tended to believe them. It was so intense, man. How can you even? Cool. Now, if you were to steal, man, the argument. Mm-hmm. You know, you remember when you couldn't find toilet paper or you went to the store and like... You oh, I watched that anything? happen. I watched that happen. I remember going to the store and being like, this is insane. It dude. was Like, insane. I just need something to wipe my butt with. Is there really none to be had? And mm-hmm. trying to find antiseptic wipes and things and yep. you're kind of on these missions. And I was like, wow, I there is an argument to be made and perhaps more valid than we think that if the government or if the people in charge had given the people the information that they had and allowed them to make their own decisions like adults, most people would not have acted like adults because we've been spoon-fed for so long. You know, you just turn on the TV and do whatever it says, you know? And that, they're always that kind of thinking. And, yeah, well, like we brain. talk about skateboarding most yeah, of the yeah, time. Right. And one of the problems that we've seen, and one reason we started the podcast was because skateboarders just read Thrasher and just do what it says. Or right. the kids watch Revive and they just do what they say. And right. I don't think that... I, don't, I think that's exactly what Thrasher wants. Yeah, it's a And great, I think it's yeah. exactly what Revive wants as right. well, or, or right. Braille. Although, At I, least they're playing on it, I yeah. tend to wonder... I tend to hope better. Sure. I, I, I've always hoped that the editorial board of Thrasher would have wanted something different. That instead of being the voice, that they would want to be a voice... Sure. But that's not true. In yeah. skateboarding, they want they want to say it and then have you do it, and that's that's suspect. Right. I I ref, I refuse these arguments from force, just like forcing you. Yeah. Um, F the rest, ride the best, you right. know, and yeah. then uh, right. you say, well, I you know I make skateboard wood and it's better than the yeah. factory stuff, and I'll kill him, yeah, you know, right. like, yeah. you know, right. and I'm like, it seems yeah. like a. There's so many double standards, and when yeah. you see a double standard, or when you see, when you follow the money, so the money was on promoting uh, alcohol abuse, uh, drug use, pills, right. heroin. When you see that's what's going on, and then they go, "No, we never," we're, you know, they say, "Oh, we we're having trouble stopping that because that's where the money is." Yeah, you can know that I don't need to admire these brands. I don't need to respect the the. Um, I lo- I don't. I don't respect that. In a culture like, it's not just in the in my area of the country. Many areas of the country have people who demand to be respected, without behaving in a way that that earns that. I I won't rely sure. on someone to tell me what I want. Like right. when I go to a, a skate shop and I say oh, I want a pair of Indy One Sixty Nines, and they go, "You don't want that." Really. Uh, yeah, is that actually, why I yeah, asked for them? I can't. Well, <laughs> I, I, and that was a spicy conversation. I mean, people yeah. were like, "Whoa, man, don't!" Oh, wow, you know. Yeah, and I'm like, "Or hair. I'll lose what? Yeah, what, what is will it? I lose?" Right. Well, you know, um, this kind of thinking is not a great way forward. Now, if you're not an institutional thinker, then you're going to wind up having to admit that you your position will have to grow. I mean, you're going to have to learn and grow, which is going to humble you. And the the comfort of knowing 
that you're in a group will you'll lose it yeah um you're gonna lose group memberships in your life right you know if you when you're in a friend group and your friends all start getting addicted to drugs and falling off yeah and you get a couple of dead friends and you start to realize like oh i can't not do that stuff and be one of the guys but being one of the guys was like what you came up on yeah and everything you were you learned nobody maybe said it to you but you learned loyalty to a group and the group is on a path of self-destruction i mean someone somewhere is i mean people don't do it they follow it all the way to the end they say well if i can't fit in this group i'll die trying and then they many of them do yeah and it's that group think that tribal identification right and we've seen it in skateboarding so much right um we've seen it so much it's not that we mind gatekeeping so much. It's not right. gatekeeping that bothers us. It's the institutional mindset yeah. of doing what you're told. Excuse me? Right. Isn't this I'm, anti-everything that skateboarding stands for? We're riding skateboards, yeah. right. doing what I'm told on a skateboard. And you've got people who pretend it's their own idea. Yeah. They pretend that their battle is for a sense of satisfaction. But they ha- there are t- follow the money. Yeah. There's too much sponsorship on the line too much high fives and bro hugs on the line too many after parties on the line now the vast majority of skateboarding culture is highly conformist hmm. it's extremely group thinky right and um i reject that always have probably always will yeah and at a high cost right no it's not well, it's a low cost i get the benefit of being the person that I wind up being by the time I breathe my last breath. I don't know who that'll. I don't know who that'll be. Yeah, I mean, and it's not even being on a team, being in a group. I love that crap, dude. We all do. I love that crap. We actually need it. If I'm with my boys, we can be doing whatever. I told my, I was in a conversation with one of my superiors at work, and I told him, I said, you know, listen, I don't care what we're doing. I love people, and I love being in a group. I mean, we could be picking up gravel from a from the parking lot and I'd be happy as long as I'm with the boys and everybody's down and we're doing it together. Wouldn't hurt to be being paid a nice wage. Well, yeah, that would be nice too, 100%. So I understand what's going on, but we can't, I think it's a bad move to sacrifice integrity of thought and action, you know, for the sake of being on the team. And it's really difficult to not do that. It really is. The the cost is relatively high. I still hold that to be true. But I think that your question that you asked, or you know, you said I want to whoever the person I'm going to be when I when I breathe my last. And I think it's good for us to ask ourselves, okay, well, what kind of legacy do I want to have left? You know, or what do I want to die a person who had integrity or not? You know. Well, you know. I, I, we're at the end of our of our episode. Yeah. We're approaching it, and I want to kind of summarize some of this. We've wandered around in the middle. Yeah. We talked about the pandemic. Yeah. We talked about constitution. Um, the constitution. Yeah, and we talked about some of the legislation and some of the current events, tragic current events that are yep. going on. And and there's a lot of pressure on people to select from a limited menu. Yeah, and what would please me isn't that we choose. We're not going to immediately choose the right thing. We're sure. going to have to understand that the menu is broader yeah with more options than we may have appreciated yeah and it's very humbling to see much more vast space to move in yeah it might make us feel small yeah 
to be saddled with the responsibility to actually build a response out of information and the process of evaluation. Right. But I would like to challenge the skateboarders who listen to us. Do this with the ads you read. Yeah. Ask, when you open Thrasher Magazine or go on a website and you see an ad for something, ask yourself this. What is the reason... I should buy this product. What are they telling me is the reason? If it's because it's a cool color, then that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool if it's because cool. they say it's stronger or lighter or, yeah. you know, like that, those sure. are great. But some of those reasons are a little more sinister. It's about being part of something that is going to let you down. Yeah. You know, um, mm. yeah. So check and see if someone's picking your pocket. Right. Next time you swallow something sure. hook, line, and sinker. because. Yeah. Just about every perspective that Jake Phelps shared, his legacy, it's not a great one. Mm. Jeff Grosso, a little bit more sunny. Sure. Jeff Grosso was very quick to admit that he was ridiculous. Yeah, that's super he, as helpful. As he said things like, if yeah. you don't do it this way, don't do it at all. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm an idiot. Yeah, I right. was so yeah. good. I that was so down. He was right. not an institutional yeah. thinker. He represented institution yeah. without being a dogmatic institutional thinker. Yeah. And that was so precious. And there, But he, not quite enough for my taste. Sure. We started a podcast. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we're yeah, here. Yeah, right. It's fine. Yeah. Absolutely. And so that thus ends another episode of us bullying children because they can't <laughs> kickflip. Yeah. And that, friends, is just so we're clear, is based solely upon the fact that we can't kickflip. That's right. And if I land any kickflips this year, um, all of those children are immediately, I owe them all a Coke. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're going to have to start handing out Coke jinx like crazy. On, <laughs> jinx on me. All right. Gentle friends, thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of that ridiculous uh, phenomenon, which is, yes, the Captain Lou podcast for what it's worth. This is on you. It really is. This is really on you. We're finishing up on the Facebook first. Later video, friends. Laters. And you audio friends, this is the first episode, episode 51. 51, 51, First episode where we have ended the audio Second, we almost, yeah, every single one, we've always stopped the audio, finished in the video. So you guys get the afterglow. So how'd you like that? <laughs> Was it good? Enjoy that. <laughs> Thanks again for what it's worth. Laters. It's on you. <laughs>